Hi, welcome to another episode of Cold Fusion. When I say the word Alibaba, you probably think of a multi-billion dollar company. A company started by a successful individual. Surprisingly, this pretty much couldn't be further from the truth. In 1999, a 35-year-old former English teacher started his own company. This man had failed over and over again in his life, but always found a way to persevere. His name was Jack Ma. The company he started would go on to revolutionize the e-commerce market. Alibaba would become one of the most valuable companies in the world, and it would make Jack Ma be worth over $35 billion. The company would also create an additional 10 billionaires and grow to over 100,000 staff. But Jack Ma's rise to the top wasn't easy or simple. And in this episode of the Cold Fusion podcast, we'll take a look at how Alibaba grew to the Goliath of e-commerce that we know today and answer the question, just how big is Alibaba? You are listening to Cold Fusion. When you think of the founders of companies, you think of geniuses who started young. Bill Gates dropped out of Harvard and started Microsoft at age 21. Mark Zuckerberg followed a similar path, dropping out of Harvard and starting Facebook at age 20. Elon Musk sold his first company at 28 for over 300 million. Jack Ma, on the other hand, applied for Harvard 10 times. He was rejected every single time. After graduating from university, he applied for over 30 jobs without getting a single one. He said later in a famous interview that he applied for one job at KFC Out of 24 applicants, 23 were accepted, and the future founder of Alibaba was that single one who missed out. After this, he ended up taking a job teaching English for $12 a month. But he wasn't happy here. His entrepreneurial spirit wouldn't see him stuck in a classroom for long. In 1995, a student showed him the internet, but something interesting happened. When he searched for the word beer, he only found beers from all over the world, but nothing from China. He quickly realized that China was disconnected from the internet and hence the rest of the world. This inspired him to try and connect China with this new, wonderful technology. So he started an internet-based translation company. However, this fizzled out, but Jack Ma's interest in the internet didn't. Soon after, he and a friend started China Pages, a Yellow Pages-type website for Chinese businesses, connecting them to international interests. Unfortunately, this would also be a failure. But for every failure and rejection Jack Ma faced in his life, he seemed to have persevered through it with an undeterred spirit. Seven years later, in 1999, Jack Ma would stand in front of 17 of his friends and students in the living room of his apartment. He would speak about the internet, connecting buyers and sellers, before most people even had an internet connection. He spoke about how the Chinese mentality would beat out the Silicon Valley giants in a Chinese market. This inspiring speech was the first company meeting, and after this, Alibaba was born. For six months after the inspiring speech from their leader, the team worked hard on developing their product, a business-to-business e-commerce platform. No advertising, no public announcements. Jack Ma wanted the team to work without distraction. After six months, they had secured $25 million of funding from Goldman Sachs and SoftBank, and the business was on. Alibaba was aiming for an IPO in a couple of years, but soon the company would face a problem outside of their control. The internet stock crash had cast a shadow of doubt over many new startups in the internet space. Was the internet simply a fad? Investors began to withdraw their money and a lot of companies starved to death. 
Alibaba, however, with Jack Ma at the helm, survived, almost solely feeding off their founder's sheer determination. Countless times, Jack Ma told his team that they would struggle. He's quoted as saying, Today is hard, tomorrow is worse, the day after, there will be sunshine. The team persevered through the crash, and on bare bones made it out on the other side. But rather than enjoy the sunshine, Jack decided the company needed to struggle more. While this was going on, eBay had purchased a sizable stake in EachNet, which at the time was a leader in Chinese e-commerce, and hence Alibaba's biggest competitor. Jack Ma declared war on the Silicon Valley giant. This captured the media's attention with a David versus Goliath undertone. eBay would soon completely buy out EachNet for 150 million US dollars and began to make changes to the website to integrate it into the eBay ecosystem. This was a fatal mistake for eBay. You see, eBay didn't understand the Chinese market. They removed features from EachNet, which the Western executives thought were useless and too cute. But little did they know that the Chinese users valued these features. Alibaba, on the other hand, focused on making the experience uniquely Chinese. They created Alipay, their version of PayPal, to go along with their new Taobao marketplace. Taobao would connect users directly to manufacturers within rural China. Alibaba made Taobao free for three years to put pressure on eBay, who on the other hand were looking to create returns for their investors as soon as possible. The Alibaba tactic proved to be smart. Over the coming years, Alibaba's market share grew, while eBay's declined. Jack Ma famously said to his employees, quote, eBay is a shark in the ocean. We are a crocodile in the Yangtze River. If we fight in the ocean, we will lose. But if we fight in the river, we will win. End quote. The stage was perhaps already set for a Chinese company to be strong in the e-commerce field. China, with its over 1 billion strong population, was seeking to grow its economy back to its former glory. Manufacturing pockets around the country, dubbed Taobao villages, became the heart and the soul of the Chinese economy. The low labour costs made China the global leader in manufacturing. Although this was before Alibaba's time, Jack Ma and the company certainly profited from the rise of China in manufacturing. The stage was set simply for Alibaba to introduce China to the world through the internet. eBay would eventually cease Chinese operations, succumbing to the realization that they couldn't fight any longer with Alibaba. China was the crocodile's territory. So the crocodile had won, but the question must be asked, just how big is Alibaba? After the eBay war, Alibaba had its IPO, revisiting the dreams it had before the internet crash. When the company finally hit the New York Stock Exchange, its IPO pulled in 25 billion US dollars. This is the largest IPO in history at the time of this episode. So how big is Alibaba? Well, its market cap sits at 440 billion US dollars, making it the seventh largest publicly listed company in the world. It boasts over 100,000 employees and has a list of subsidiaries to merit their size. E-commerce is the main core of business. Alibaba owns Taobao, as mentioned earlier, but also AliExpress, as well as Alibaba.com. The company has branched out into supermarkets, delivering food to consumers, as well as partnering with hotel chains to enter and dominate the travel consumer market. They've partially acquired competitors, such as Lazada, the Singaporean e-commerce company. And this isn't to mention their takeover of Yahoo China. In 2009, they launched Alibaba Cloud, 
a cloud computing platform focused on the e-commerce market. They also acquired Hi China, China's largest web hosting site, and built it into their Alibaba cloud service. Alibaba Cloud also works in the hardware space, developing cutting-edge processors as well as AI accelerators, which are used to accelerate the hardware performance of AI programs. In 2019, the company unveiled their own AI chip for cloud computing. It's said to complete some machine learning tasks, which traditionally took an hour in just five minutes. Most of the processors will be available to be rented out through Alibaba Cloud, and cloud computing, in its own right, is an interesting space for the company to branch into. As internet speeds increase, personal devices will have less emphasis on hardware and more on renting hardware processors through the internet. Not only this, but the company also dominates the financial tech market. The subsidiary company Ant Financial gives financial services to small and micro businesses. Ant Financial is actually the world's most valuable unicorn with a value of 150 billion. A unicorn is a company that reaches a valuation of over a billion dollars while still being privately held. Alipay, the company mentioned earlier, is a subsidiary of Ant Financial and facilitates mobile payments to a billion people. Alibaba has also ventured into entertainment, launching a division which has several arms in content creation, ticketing, and live entertainment, to name a few. In 2014, the company acquired a majority share in China Vision Media Group for over 800 million dollars. After this, it was renamed to Alibaba Pictures Group. After this, they launched Ali Music. Which, in partnership with Tencent Music, streams music from Sony and Universal, among other big labels. All of this isn't to mention other areas like Ali Health and Ali Sports, which are big players in their own right. In 2015, Alibaba acquired the South China Morning Post, the over one century old media company headquartered off the mainland in Hong Kong. Along with all of these ventures, Alibaba currently invests in startups across China and acquires new companies regularly. In 2019, they also announced pledges to help technology drive philanthropic and humanitarian challenges. The story of Alibaba, like Jack Ma, came from humble beginnings. The company is undoubtedly full of bright people, but their culture of sheer determination to succeed, instilled in by their leader, is perhaps the greatest reason for their success. As humble and as earnest as the company may have been, there's no denying that the Alibaba we see today is a Goliath. The company's acquisitions and positioning for the future. Would be frightening to their competitors. Perhaps if the company was American, they would be facing some antitrust lawsuits. But I guess in China, the rules are different. For the Chinese, with Alibaba's fingers in so many pots, it's hard to see a future without them. The once small startup that had its humble beginnings in an apartment, the brainchild of an English teacher who had failed over and over again in his life, yet still believed that he could take on the Silicon Valley giants, and eventually did so, making himself thirty-five billion dollars in the process, is quite the amazing story. It kind of does go to show, no matter what disappointments the past has brought you, if you have the right vision and work hard, you can make it. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cold Fusion, please head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a review. For those of you who have Android phones, you can listen and subscribe to Cold Fusion on Google Podcasts and Spotify. This has been Dagogo, and thanks for listening to the Cold Fusion podcast. Cheers, guys.